It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. He's an interesting guy because Jeff McNeil did not play high school baseball until his senior season. And the reason was he was a great athlete, which is not surprising. You're in the major leagues, you're a good athlete. You're in the major leagues, you probably played a whole bunch of sports. He played basketball and was really good, but his number one sport was golf. He was an incredible golfer. And because golf and baseball, their seasons occurred at the same time, Jeff McNeil picked golf over baseball. It's a true story. And I guess he struggled in some kind of tournament in 2009 as a teenager, and that made him say, F it, I want to play baseball. Now, it's probably not as simple as that, I'm sure. (laughs) There's other reasons why he decided to just pick baseball, but yeah, he didn't play high school baseball as a sophomore, as a junior. He didn't play it till he was a senior and had a great senior year went to college, got a scholarship, and was eventually drafted in the 12th round of the 2013 draft by Sandy Alderson. Thank you, Sandy. For anyone who wants to rip Sandy, or really any GM, I always say this, sometimes you don't know the results until it's too late. Sometimes you don't get to kind of drink the sweet nectars of the juice until it's way down the road. Omar Minaya didn't get a lot of love until 2015 because he was credited for building a lot of that team. Well, Jeff McNeil in the 12th round, that's an effing steal. Let's just acknowledge that. And looking back at his numbers at single A, at rookie ball, the guy just went out and hit wherever he played. It didn't matter. You look at his numbers and you're like, yep, yep, yep. Oh, that makes sense. That's Jeff McNeil. And then finally, they called him up in 2018. It was July of 2018. Obviously, you may remember that was just a, an awful, awful season. It was the first year of Mickey Calloway. The Mets got off to a great start. We were fooled into thinking this team was really good. This team was really different. And then they collapsed. They had an awful June. They fell out of it. And there was a push from us as Mets fans to call up some of the kids because we have baseball reference. We can see that there are minor leaguers performing. And McNeil was never a huge prospect, but you saw the numbers. You know, we all have the tools now to see how guys are doing. And so they finally called him up in July, and all he did was hit and never cooled off. Like, just hit the crap out of the ball. Hit three, well over 300. Didn't hit for a lot of pop, but just hit. Pete Alonzo was the other guy we wanted to see them call up, and it was a little controversial, and Pete wasn't happy about it. Never called him up. And then we get to 2019, which is Jeff's first full season in the major leagues. I find this season to be one of the most fascinating offensive seasons you'll ever see. And I'll explain why right now. My dad used to tell me as a kid that Wade Boggs, who was always a great hitter, not much of a power hitter, one year decided I'm going to hit for some pop. And the warning was I'm going to hit for a lower average but I'm going to hit more home runs. And Wade Boggs did it and just proved, hey, I, I, can, I can be a great hitter. It's which kind of hitter do you want me to be? I'm going to read you Jeff McNeil's splits from 2019, his first half and his second half. Very simple. 
And it is fascinating. It's like Jeff McNeil at the All-Star break said, I'm going to try this. So in the first half of the year, Jeff McNeil hit 350. Awesome, right? He only hit seven home runs in 70 games, but still, that's not bad. That's a pace for 14 home runs. Seven home runs, hit 350. His OPS, 918. Second half of the season. The average drops all the way down to 276. Not bad by any stretch, but certainly not 350. So his batting average drops 74 points. Instead of hitting seven home runs, and this is in less games. This is in 15 less games. He goes from seven home runs to 16 home runs. His OPS, in the first half it was 918. In the second half, 915. Same exact OPS. Strikeouts. First half of the year, he struck out 38 times. Again, it was in 15 more games. Second half of the year, you could tell the strikeouts are up 37. So same amount of strikeouts in 15 less games. His average is down 75 points. His on-base percentage is down 56 points. But his slugging goes up. His power goes up. OPS is exactly the same. His OPS plus, very similar. So he produced, in essence... Similar numbers, except so different. You know, he said, I'll give you the pop, but a lower batting average. First half, not as much pop. I'll give you a higher batting average. I had so much fun with this. I would bring this up a lot during the offseason. And Sarah Bet fans, which one do you want? Like, it's a great question. The OPS comes out to be exactly the same. 918, 915. It's the same. So do you want the guy who's going to hit more? And the RBIs were also very similar, but they were up a little bit, actually, because he had 36 RBIs in the first half, 39 in the second half. So he had three more RBIs in the second half. But he also, again, played in, actually, it was 19 less games. So the RBIs are up. The home runs are up. The average is way down. The OPS is the same. I thought it was awesome because it showed you Jeff McNeil can be two kinds of hitter. Now, which one do you want? So, Pete, I- I'll ask you this. Which one would you prefer? Like, if I'm giving you the player for a full season, OPS is going to come out the same, but there's going to be just a huge difference in terms of power and batting average. Which one do you sign for? It's it's extremely simple. It's the easiest question I've ever been asked in my entire life. It's the first half, Jeff McNeil. That's the guy I want. That's the guy that's needed for this team. I mean, the guy that can get on base – and, and just be productive with his at-bats, not wasting that bat is, to me, is more important than anything else. And I mean wasting that bat because strikeouts going up is a wasted at-bat to me. Um, again, OPS is the same, but again, on base, I think you said was was higher, right? Yes. When he was hitting that, 350, it was higher, yes. That, 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 that to me, is, is huge. We always talk about what makes Brandon Nimmo so successful. It's the fact that he can get on base. He doesn't bat high average, gets on base. I, my counter to this, though, would be, oh <laughs> no, because you said something and it started hitting me. I was like, I don't know. For this Met team, the Met team we just watched, the team that didn't hit enough home runs, right? That team, they wouldn't have been better off with power Jeff McNeil. I mean, think about but, it. They got they had guys getting on base. They didn't hit enough home runs. Yeah, uh, you, you're I get your point, but he's so he he does his job so well. You can easily bring somebody else in to do the power bat. You can't bring somebody in to do what he does well. No one no one hits for high average anymore. 
Yes. No, that, that you're right. In the, in the grand scheme of baseball, he's unique. And so having a guy hit, and he didn't hit 350 last year, but his season was very similar to first half Jeff McNeil of 2019. He didn't hit 350, but he hit 326. His OPS was 836. Again, not quite as high as 19. 19 was the best year of his career. It just was. But he only hit nine home runs. In fact, in the last three seasons, obviously 2020 was a partial season. 2021 was a disaster for him. He's hit 20 combined home runs over three seasons. That year I just mentioned, he hit 23. He hit more home runs in that one season than he's hit in the rest of his career combined. That's actually the same. It's 23 and 23 because he's at 46 home runs. Half of them came in the 2019 season, and most of them came in the second half of 2019. Like, you're right in general. I would prefer the 350 guy. I'm just countering that this Met team, the one that we're watching from last year, the one that we kind of expect in 2023, lacked power. If Jeff McNeil's hitting 14 more home runs, even if it's at the cost of a little bit in his batting average, are the Mets a better offensive team? Well, here's the thing that I actually counter to you because what, 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 one thing that you said is like, is it more important if McNeil is doing that? It seems like 2019 was his best year and he had the two halves. Was that the team telling him, we want you to change your approach? Because if you look at 2021, how bad that was, that was a known thing. He had changed his approach to the plate. He had changed yeah. everything. So maybe it's just, maybe he realized, or they realized, he's most effective not doing that. Yeah, it's strange. So that was 2019, best year of his career. 2020 happens before 2021, the year that we're talking about. And I know it's tough to judge that year because it was so short. But he went out and played 52 games, and he was Jeff McNeil. He had 311. He only had four home runs, but again, 311, 836 OPS. Like he was more of the first half, Jeff McNeil, than he was the second half. That's why when you look at 21 and you try to figure out what the hell happened, because it is, it's an outlier in the five seasons that he's played. Now, granted, it's only three full seasons because 2018, he gets called up in the second half. 2020 is a partial season. So we're viewing three full years of 19, 21, and 22. I guess you can combine 2018 and 2020 to call that a full season. But 2021 was a disaster. And I I don't know. You're right. The approach is something he had talked about. He didn't hit a lot of home runs that year, but his average collapsed. He had 251, which is remarkable, and had a 679 OPS to the point where a lot of us were talking, trade him. That This guy's not any good. He got into a fight with Lindor. Get rid of him. I, I don't think I was ever, we weren't doing the Rico at the time to have a, you know, like a full discussion on it. I wasn't like, you got to trade him. But I'll admit, was I open to trading him? Yeah. But it's a reminder. You never want to trade someone when their value is at their lowest. You know, it's tough to trade someone when their value is high because you love the guy. But when their value is at their absolute lowest, that's also not exactly the right time to deal a guy. And thank God they didn't because he proved with his 2022 season that 2021 is an anomaly. I don't think that's a year that any of us fear he's going to have unless he gets into these just awful habits or something. No, and again, I think that's the uh, – he talked about the approach, and that's what I'm saying to you, like – was this more of he himself was like, I'm going to try to hit more home runs. I'm going to try to 
up my ante. Find a way to get more money. Get get paid. He just sees Lindor comes in, getting all this money. If I hit more home runs, maybe I'll get paid too. I mean, I have no idea the psyche of Jeff McNeil. Or is the team saying, you know, we need this approach from you? Whatever it is, he does what he does. What, what he does well, he does amazing. And there's no reason to change that approach ever again. And I, there's no reason to think, like you said, there's no reason to think that Jeff McNeil can't do this for the rest of his career. Yeah, you know, because of the mess the Mets had with hitting coaches in 2021, it's also easy to look at that and say, hey, how much did that affect him? The other thing Jeff's done great his entire career is that he hits lefties. He's not one of those left-hand hitters that you cannot play against lefties. You look at his career numbers, he's obviously better against righties, but it's not a huge drop at all. Like, he's been really productive against left-handed pitching his entire career. Uh, he's been a very good Met. Now, let's not forget that. And I, I also think it it, draw, it draws us in to watch a guy that doesn't strike out in an era in which everybody strikes out. His strikeout percentage, which is one of the new age stats I love to look at because I think it's it's perfect. How often do you strike out? What's the league average? What does this guy do? McNeil, when he first came up, struck out 9.7% of the time. It jumped up in that 2019 season to 13.2% of the time. Went back down to 11% of the time in 2020, jumped back up to 13.6%. And then last year, the lowest since his rookie season, 10.4%. I looked it up since his major league debut. Where does it rank? 10th lowest in major league baseball at 11.9%. But I think it's more impressive than 10th because there's a handful of guys in there who are not great hitters. They just don't strike out. There are only two really good hitters that are ahead of him. And it's close, so it's not like ahead of him by a lot. And who are those two guys? Well, if you've been listening, it all makes sense. Michael Brantley, Luis Arise. Same two guys. Because they really are. They're the comparables. <laughs> that's, that's the guys you think of. So it's great that he's back. It's great that they have him locked up for the next four years at a very reasonable amount of money, especially with this team spending a lot of money. So his tax number is going to be low. And it's something we don't have to worry about because we saw this with DeGrom. No matter how much a guy wants to stay or how much you want to keep him, when you get to free agency, anything can happen.